The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, this one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king marching into battle would not first sit down to decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king, advancing upon him with 20,000 troops. But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. I love road trips. They're an occasion for me to do a lot of deep thinking, often which are inspired by some pre-selected audio books or podcasts. One book that had been on my queue for quite some months is titled No Cure for Being Human. It's written by Kate Bowler. In her raw reflection on receiving a stage four cancer diagnosis, she recounts that in the midst of her treatment and suffering in the hospital, she wheeled herself down to the gift shop to get something to read. There she found the most saccharine sort of filth peddled as motivational, inspirational, and spiritual self-help. She literally turned the tables over in the gift shop and demanded that they pull the books. And surprisingly, they did, at least for the remainder of her stay there. I'm sure you've seen these types of books. They're often in grocery stores or at airports, such titles as Your Best Life Now, Become a Better You. You can and you will. Now, the underlying premise is that God wants to bless you with health, prosperity, and good health. You just have to believe, and it'll happen. So what does cancer fit into this equation? Does Kate Bowler not believe enough? Are her thoughts not positive enough? Are her prayers not sincere enough? Where does the prosperity gospel fit in with today's readings or the rest of Scripture? How do the health and wealth peddlers Square this away with God incarnate who was born into abject poverty and died as a criminal crucified on a tree. And of course, they can't. And Kate was quite right to turn over those tables. There definitely seems to be a showdown in today's reading between the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the world. The book of wisdom, which we heard from first, makes this explicit and says that we are so often blinded by the things of this world, 
And an amazing foreshadowing says that this wisdom from heaven will descend to the earth. We see this fulfilled, of course, in our blessed Lord, Jesus, who is the wisdom of God incarnate. In the second reading, we get a rare hearing from the book of Philemon, who is the name of the person that St. Paul is addressing this letter to. Philemon owned slaves, one of whom was named Onesimus. Onesimus is a slave that ran away. He eventually encountered St. Paul and became a Christian and lived with him for a while. Then, contrary to all worldly wisdom, St. Paul tells Onesimus to go back to Philemon, the slave owner, with this letter imploring Philemon to voluntarily let Onesimus go free. Likewise, contrary to worldly wisdom, Jesus says today, if we want to be happy, we have to renounce attachments to possessions, attachments to human relationships, even attachments to our own life. I do not think that the messaging in today's readings went through a focus group. I do not think that Solomon, St. Paul, or our blessed Lord reached out to one of the many thousands of consultants in our area. Confronted with the blunt reality in today's readings, we are left with a radical choice. Do I subscribe to the wisdom of God or the wisdom offered by this world? Would I rather pick up one of those books in the grocery store or pick up my own cross and follow Christ? Do I recognize that God and his revelation are the source of wisdom and guidance? Or do I seek out the messages that make me feel good and tell me those sweet little lies? Even if we don't read those books or listen to saccharine K-love music, those lies and those seductions can worm their way into our hearts and minds. Entrust your life to Jesus and he will solve all your problems. Well, the exact opposite is what Jesus tells us today. In so many words, our blessed Lord says, consider the cost of following him. He says, entrust your life to me, and you will be hated and rejected by family and friends. He says, entrust your life to me and be prepared to be condemned as a criminal. He says, if you want to build your life on me and my teachings, consider how it will cost you everything you have and hold dear. Discipleship will cost you everything, but in exchange, we gain entrance into the kingdom of heaven. So the question is, do you believe it is worth the cost? This is a radical choice. The very center of our Christian life, just like the Catholic Church mandates, the cross of Christ has to be the center of every single sanctuary. This is the key to understanding the mystery of suffering. God does not promise us health. Rather, he shares in our sickness. He does not promise us wealth, but shares in our poverty. He does not promise us prosperity, but shares in our rejection. This is the wisdom of God that does not remove our pain, but he enters it. He shares it and transforms it to the point where it is now destroyed. Sickness, poverty, rejection, pain, even death no longer have any power over us. And we know that is not the end. We have nothing to fear. Therefore, we need to become detached from those sweet little lies. This is how, like Onesimus, we can truly be free. This is the truth that truly liberates us. So this morning at this Holy Mass, may we 
pray for the grace to let go of all those things that we may be attached to. May we turn over those tables in our hearts and minds of all those seductive lies of the world. May we pray for the grace to count the cost of discipleship and be convicted that it is worth that cost. And as we receive our blessed Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity, may we ask for the grace to unite ourselves to him, to unite ourselves to his cross, to his suffering and pain, so as to be sharers of his glory in heaven. Praised be Jesus Christ, now and forever.